This podcast contains some magical adult language. Listener discretion is advised. And sorry, Mom. Ooh, welcome. Did I do that right? Nathan usually does that a little longer, right? Ooh, welcome to Ratcastle. <laughs> we are a progressive chat about theme park magic without the pixie dust. I'm Dave Cobb, uh, our usual producer and uh, uh, spokes rat. Uh, Nathan Hartman is out this week. Uh, but with me today, um, I have a, a, a beautiful uh, melange of people in front of me that I love dearly. The first being Janine. How are you, Janine? Hey, I'm here. <laughs> Yay, you're here. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> but I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Next up, we have a world traveler currently calling in from Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates, Sara. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. I, uh, it's going real well, other than this, my, me having a voice down way down here, like I've been coughing all day, but it's just, just allergies, not COVID, I swear. Uh, and then last, but certainly not least, the lovely and talented Victoria. Oh, I don't know about talented. You, you like me up there. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Uh, we got a, we got a doozy of a show today, folks. We got a lot going on. Um, and in particular, uh, I'm very excited for something in, in the middle of our show where we're going to. Uh, talk to Sarah about her trip to the theme park I worked on in Abu Dhabi. She's Ooh. in Abu Dhabi. She went to Warner Brothers World. I'm very excited to hear what she has to say, but we'll get to that eventually. We'll get to that. Um, first things, uh, let's go uh, to the news. All right. First things up, we got theme park news. Victoria, why don't you start us off with Walt Disney World? Awesome. So first things first, we had got we've gotten a first look at one of the murals that is coming to Tiana's Bayou Adventure. I'm not sure if it's going to be at both locations, but the murals artwork was done by I believe it's Malika Favorite, who is local to Louisiana and a local artist. Her work has been in the Baton Rouge Gallery and it is featured with a collection that explores the cultural heritage of African-Americans and who we are as a people. So the mural basically continues the storyline for the princess and the frog, and it features scenes on two of the building's exteriors. As you enter the queue, and it highlights Tiana's journey as a chef and with her creation of Tiana's foods. Um, it, it looks pretty much similar to African American artwork that I've seen, particularly for Louisiana as well. So I think it's a great addition to it. Yeah, it's really nice. It's it's got sort of a sort of a, a, a what do they call it folk art outsider art kind of vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, which is really great. I mean, you don't see a lot of that in in the parks, and it's it feels really fun. Like the colors are amazing. What's the what's the um, the gator's name again? I forget his name. Oh, uh, Lewis. Uh, Lewis, right, right. Of course, Lewis Armstrong, right. Uh, uh, Louis, excuse me. And uh, he looks, he's blowing his trumpet and there's like this rainbow of color and notes coming out and swirling around all the plants of the bayou. It's really, really cute. Um, uh, what do you guys think? I think it's a lot of fun. I absolutely, like you said, I absolutely love the colors. It's really different. It does really give a lot of that Louisiana vibe and feel to 
the ride and just that general area. So yeah. anything, Tiana, I will never, you will never hear me saying like anything negative, never, never coming out of my mouth. I am always obsessed, <laughs> always in love, always ready to I, defend I did, her. I did eat at the Tiana's out here that opened up at Disneyland. And it was great. How was I, that? It was good. It was good. I had the I, um, yeah, I enjoyed. I had the mufflada. Well. sandwich. It was really, really nice. And it was packed. Like, oh my god, the line to get in was crazy. So really, yeah. Because when I we, went, it was like it was very chill. Really? Oh man. Yeah. And it, it was like uh, the week after. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was you know what this was on. I think this was on Gay Days Saturday like a couple of weeks back, so. oh. which it's funny. Gaydays is a little more crowded than usual. I don't know if I'm going to be going back after this year because um, it's bookended by two Oogie Boogies. And, and Ooh, because wow. of that, like families on Thursday and Sunday. So there's families that come in now that whole weekend. So it's, it's really packed. Anyway, apropos of nothing, uh, we can move on to more uh, Walt Disney world stuff. And I know in particular, Victoria, you are, so excited that uh, this next one is your jam for the holidays. Yes, this is what the kids would call my Roman Empire. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you dreaming about this every night now? Honestly, I really am. I really, <laughs> like, this is like legit the highlight of like the end of my year. <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, so Disney came out with a foodie guide for Jollywood Nights. And I'm going to be completely honest. On first glance at this, I was very overwhelmed because the event is only like four or five hours and there's like 60 plus items on this foodie guide. I know. I know. And, and on top of that, you have to buy a separate ticket to get to get to that expensive event food. I'm, I'm kind of like, wait a minute. I hope some of this is served during the day, too. Maybe. No. No, it's only for the event. Oh, it's, man. It's so cool. Yeah. But that ticket, how much is it? Mine was um, my well for regular guess it's one eighty. Mine was about like one sixty. Oh god, I can't imagine. Oof. But you're you're right. The food is bomb. The food looks so good. We're looking yes. at the Disney Parks blog entry for it, and it's literally like I want to try every single thing. Although the Christmas Gertie cookie is a good mascot for all the food. That was adorable. It is currently my Twitter header. <laughs> of course it of course it was someone go check and confirm right now there's no but, way like one of i the, changed like, it yesterday like the like the one that jumps out to me is um it, they have a savory funnel cake that is spicy korean chicken funnel cake i'm oh, very what? intrigued by that so one. i'm that kind of leads me because i was like oh my god savory funnel cakes and it made me look at the menu and they have like no real vegetarian none at all yeah, that, that, that stuck out and there. i noticed that too i noticed There's, that as well like our like only, only entree is a mushroom taco that's it that's really? it and then we get roasted eggplant dip with a couple uh, little pitas and that's it which is crazy because i feel like they've been di- like really diving into impossible meat beyond meat like yeah, really going into the none vegan of dishes. it is there it's very surprising it's a little weird yeah it's a huge yeah. bummer for me that oh, is. should i should i note the two two there events there's an olive and goat cheese flatbread but what are the two events Oh, um, the Twilight Soiree at the Tip Top Club and Jazzy Holidays at the Hollywood Brown Derby. Oh, my God. They oh, cool. ate with that art. Look at the art. The art is incredible. The artwork is incredible. Oh, yeah. so before I forget, um, 
jazzy holidays, you have to add yourself to a walk-up list, too. Oh, they're so annoying. Oh, there's a tofu bao at the jazzy holidays. Because <laughs> I didn't already desperately want to go to jazzy holidays. I mean, uh, out of 60-plus items, though, there's, like, what, four or five things? Four. 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 Savory vegetarian items. I wonder if they have, like vegetarian options that they didn't i mean even then i feel like they would have they would have put them up they would have yeah. put them up there they just they just forgot about us <laughs> I would i'm looking at the comments to... now to see yeah <laughs> you're probably going to get a lot of irate people i mean and the yeah. thing is what would be really simple for them to do is take another five or eight things that have meat in them and do a version of it without because I, I know it's harder when I, I know it's harder when it's like a gravy or a soup base or something that is, you know, bouillon or chicken or beef. That's harder, but it's not hard on a burger to make an impossible version of the same or thing. They make little right. chicken things like make the spicy chicken funnel cake with a vegetarian chicken. I would weep for that. <laughs> yeah have you it had looks- good vegetarian chicken like i'm being so serious like i have not oh had good yes chicken. <laughs> impossible makes really good the impossible chicken, chicken is chicken. surprisingly great i actually it's had great. it once and did not know it was impossible oh wow. and i finished and, and i finished it and i was like oh that was really good and a friend said wait a minute i think i already do the wrong one and we looked at the receipt i went okay great yeah <laughs> next time you're at like an amc they have impossible chicken nuggets they're I so have good been, i've been dying to try those i because for me like i'm not i'm not vegan or vegetarian but if i see like a vegan option i'll usually go for that because right. i just prefer yeah. like i just think it's better it's cleaner for me personally but i so like yeah every single time i've tried vegan chicken it just has not been that great so i usually avoid it but i'm gonna try those amc nuggets made a vegetarian fried chicken once from scratch that was incredible um maybe if you come visit walt disney world sara i will make it for you girl i will be there like a full two days to do it but you're worth it i'll do it because don't don't send me invites i'll show up but you have to brine it and and get it all ready Yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah for sure for sure i'm with you sara like i i i am a omnivore but i I'm I, the older I get, the more I'm sort of trying to lean more towards um, uh, flexitarian and and do yeah. as much as much fish and veggies and as I can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and even the fake meats, I think, are a great step for a guy like me, because it's like I don't I had an impossible burger. They're fine. It, it's it, I really don't know the, notice <laughs> the difference when it's got the right toppings and the right bun and the right preparation. It's like, mm-hmm. OK, I'll do this. It is good. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm ready for the I'm ready for the for the bugs the uh, the the uh, the the bug meal stuff that we're gonna start oh, so yeah. soon no. the, the, the cricket <laughs> meal no no uh, cricket flour I've heard it's I, good it's great I no. won't eat it but I've heard it's good <laughs> oh is it it's, is it because you like bugs too much too is it is that it's a, just oh. not vegetarian it's not it isn't really you're right it isn't yeah. really it's more that's more about being able to feed a lot of people a, a lot yes. of protein on a very small footprint. That's really yep. what that kind of stuff's yep. about. But would you really get a lot of protein? Sorry, oh, but like would yeah. would you really get a lot of protein? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Cricket flour. Okay. There's 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 a lot you're starting to see um uh what used to be TVP textured vegetable protein, which is like vegetarian ground beef substitute. And you're starting to see ones that are made from processed bugs, basically. And you don't, they don't look like it. They don't look gross. They just like look like some sort of, um, you know, uh, mealy kind of product, but you can 
use it in a lot of different things. Jason made a couple of things with it. Um, and it was, it's, it's great. Actually in baked goods, the cricket flour works really well, but oh, anyway, interesting. uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> moving on to, uh, gosh, now we have some price increases. This is the wah, wah part of our Walt oh, well, Disney world update. I mean, I guess I could just go through the whole thing and then we can. <laughs> yeah, let's go, go through. All, let's go through all of them. Okay, so I guess I'm going to lightning around this. So first things first, I'm gonna, I left off with the good news. Um, beginning January 9th, 2024, guests with a ticket with Park Hopper benefits or an annual pass will be able to park hop at any time during park hours. Now, the only catch is if you're a pass holder, you still have to get a park pass reservation if you want to go to Magic Kingdom on Saturdays or Sundays. So otherwise, you're good to go. So yay. yeah, that's that's, that's okay. That's acceptable. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's. I mean, that's the simplest thing I've fucking seen. But um, <laughs> annual passes have increased depending on your pass type between thirty to fifty dollars. So, for example, I have a sorcerer pass right now. I paid nine sixty nine on a monthly plan, but it is now nine ninety nine. So I'm about to pay a thousand dollars for the stamp pass. I still do not understand why there's not parity between the East Coast and West Coast in terms of the names of the passes. It is so, so it, weird. It's so dumb to me. Like it's such a weird branding choice that they don't match. You know. Yeah, you would want some consistency. Um, so Memory Maker, um, if you did advanced purchase, it was one eighty five. Well, now it's one eighty five. It used to be one sixty nine. If you do it after, it used to be one ninety nine. Now it's two hundred and ten. If you do it the day of, it's sixty nine. It was sixty nine dollars, and now it's seventy five dollars. I know no one that uses Memory Maker, so. <laughs> but doesn't it come with? If like if you're staying in a hotel, doesn't it automatically come with it? Like that's it used to pre pandemic. It used to. It doesn't. Doesn't now. Okay. Okay. Nope. Um, let me see. Let me see. Oh, parking is now thirty dollars. But to be Oof. fair, a lot of the other parks in stuff are near them also to our $30 so I'm not really going to knock them for that it's 30 but... bucks over here or not over well, in Anaheim oh lord yeah but if you do preferred parking depending on the day it can range between 45 to $55 if y'all so, don't walk like just walk. I, will, I will walk to the gate <laughs> that's a whole meal difference <laughs> Um, there was a ton of increases on snacks. I'm not going to get into anything specific, but some have gone up as between 20 cents to about $2 in cost. So like, for example, like a beef skewer at Tiffin's, um, is now $4 instead of $3. Like alcohol has been bumped from 50 cents to a dollar 50 increase. So like things like that, like I support that the way y'all be drinking in the parks. Honestly, I support it. Yeah, <laughs> I was at Epcot this weekend, and there was someone puking in the stall next to me, and it's like, yeah, oh, maybe God. they just got a stomach bug that hit them <laughs> in the middle of Epcot, or <laughs> it's just the weekend at Epcot, and they <laughs> went to food and wine, no less. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so if you plan on doing any restaurants that are have pre-fixed prices, those have gone up as well. So that includes Cinderella's Royal Table, Be Our Guest, Akashus, Ohana, Liberty Tree Tavern, 
Diamond Horseshoe, Tusker House, Crystal Palace, Shop Mickey's, Topolino's, Hollywood and Vine, and Boma. They are looking like depends on where you're going and if you're doing breakfast or lunch or dinner, but it looks like anywhere between like a thirty to forty dollar increase. That's a okay. lot. That's a lot. Wait, what? For the oh, wait, no, I, my math is wrong. My math is wrong. My bad. It's like it's like five bucks. My bad. My bad. <laughs> It's like three to five dollars. Uh, it's three to five dollars. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I believed it. I believed it would have been thirty to forty dollars. Right. Uh, the, the fact that we weren't sho- like completely shocked was is yeah. Like, you that. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Victoria. This is a journalist like situation here. You got to get the facts right. <laughs> My she's my doing pr for disney it's the classic like you tell someone something terrible and then you're like oh actually <laughs> exactly, it's right. not the terrible thing it's way and better you go oh that. so everything's good yeah, yeah right 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 bait and switch <laughs> um the dessert parties which there's only like three they've increased looks like about between 10 to 20 dollars depending on which one you do which is it terrible but i also remember when they used to be 50 so there's that yeah yeah um and the water parks in mini golf so one day water park ticket for an adult is 75 dollars now it used to be 69 children's have stayed the same i believe oh nope i lied they used to be 63 now they're 68 and mini golf the children price has stayed the same but adults pay 20 dollars now and that's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> Twenty dollars for mini golf? Damn. Uh, yeah. Mini just, golf. Yeah, especially... <laughs> that's the Fantasia one, right? Yeah. yeah. That's the only one. Oh no, no, Winter Summerland. The, the... No, there's two. Yeah. There's, there's yeah, yeah. two okay. of them. Fantasia and Winter Summerland. But isn't this also like the first time they're gonna be operating both water parks in like eight years or something like that? I don't know. Since COVID, it used to be that they... Are they even both open? No, they just still only had maybe. One. They actually just said today. I think Blizzard Beach is opening for the winter season. What? Mm. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> hey, global warming is coming up. Like they gotta open up the <laughs> yeah. parks. I think so far it's been like cold. Like really? Yeah, like in the fifties. Oh yeah, it's been cold already. Before, yeah. yeah. Girl, it's one hundred and ten a- degrees over here on a good day. <laughs> like <It's> nuts. <laughs> That's below oh, yeah. freezing for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, summers, summers there were brutal. I'm Dave. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> actually, hashtag actually dead. Uh, hashtag, hashtag melting. Um, <laughs> at least all at least all the theme parks there are indoors. You know, so you, you stay cool. Very true. All right, so uh, that's a lot of price stuff. We have all additional price stuff to talk about at Disneyland too, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, but before that, let's let's talk about the, a fun thing at Disney before we talk about the crappy things. Sarah. Yeah, this is really exciting, actually. Um, so Walt Disney Imagineering and Disney Research have come together to create a free roaming bipedal robotic character in the Disney parks. Um, so this is supposed to be themed after BD unit Explorer droid from the Star Wars movies um and guests can see them over at disneyland obviously because we get all the cool stuff and y'all gotta wait for it later um so yeah (laughs) or never get it (laughs) it just never comes 
or, or never get it. I just want it to be nice. I just want it to be nice, Jenny. I want you. To, I want to give y'all give hope. Give me hope. I, yeah. I, yeah, give, I, 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 I mean, the, these are super cute. I mean, they are so really cute. They are really adorable, and they're and they are sort of learning. Like, um, they do all sorts of different walks and animations. They have character because they work with the animators to to help figure out. Um, you know what what shapes and, and faces and things would work well and it is bipedal so it balances itself and it walks it's pretty impressive but the first thought i had after seeing this was yeah this is muppet mobile labs this is the the dragon flying over fantasy land we're never you're gonna see it once and then we're never gonna see it again yeah. I, I, I prove me wrong like i love you disney but you do this every time you roll this stuff out and you test it and you go oh that's cute but one kid you know, trips over it, and you're like, "Nope, not going to do it. Too much risk." I'm just going to say, "Where's the Hulk at? Where's the Hulk that we saw last year?" Right, like exactly. That's wasn't that's it another grand temporary. Example. No, that, was they, it? they rolled. Was it? I thought they rolled that. I out don't to think be like, it was. Yeah. No, I remember. Matter of fact, yeah, I distinctly remember them saying it was only for the holidays because I remember Ugh. going, and I was like, "I have to see it because it's only temporary." It's. I just, just feel like for them to create. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Dave. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think it's just insane for them to be pouring millions and millions of dollars into something so temporary. I don't think it was, I think they just said it was temporary because somebody broke it. That's they don't exactly have a pile what of I was gonna say. Hulks, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. It's just like, it's it, this is not cheap to develop. So I hope, you know, I hope it has some, like the, the thing to do would be to write a show around them with a, with a, with a talent that leads them out like, like baby ducks. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you use what they've learned because evidently they can learn expressions, they can learn movement, they can look at somebody and copy their movement. Like if they did a little dance show with with kids and told them to do, and you you assign the moves to them so that they do stuff they know the robots can do. That's magic. That's fun. Let's like that makes it like Star Wars droids that I'm interacting with, and it's nothing more than having three of them walk out, put on some music, and walk them back. Like you're done. You know, it's yeah. a it's a it's a ten minute show if that. But I just hopefully they'll do that i just don't know i i i hope they do but i'm scared for the ducks the ducks y'all, y'all better get on that get get yourself a union get it together because the, AI, the machines are coming for you like are basically machine ducks like, <laughs> well we always make those jokes about the about the ducks in the parks anyway right oh they look so real you know yeah i mean that's what i'm saying they better get on are they a part of sag i don't know they gotta get on a union <laughs> Donald is their Donald is their spokesperson, their spokesman. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it's super cool, super cute. But we'll see what happens. Um, they were only day for they were only there for a day, um. So hopefully they come back. But I mean, don't hold your breath. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I that's I'm unfortunately we're also jaded from the ten other times we've seen stuff like this that it's just like oh yeah that's. Good for you. Good for you, Disney R&D, for getting a bunch of money and spending millions to build that. Thanks. On to the next thing. There it goes. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm hoping that actually what I'm hopeful for is that the lessons learned from um, Galactic Star Cruiser uh, might roll into the parks with more sort of mission-based individual interactions, writing more characters into Batu. And and all of that that fabric of 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 entertainment and and people that was supposed to be there on opening day that was mostly cut. Like if you if you wander around, there's there's little stage areas like that little area by the the refreshers slash yeah. restrooms is was supposed to be like a droid repair show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there's lots of places where you can you have interactions, and I think maybe 
it's slightly larger scale on a day-to-day basis than Star Cruiser, but maybe they learn some lessons there and how they can apply that in the parks. I hope, if I, you know, I hope that doesn't, I hope it doesn't go away uh, completely, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So what's the, what's the, so that was the, that was the fun stuff. What are the vegetables we have to talk about? For, for oh God. Vegetables. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, I want to give the mic to the, to the listeners. Listeners, are, do y'all see the value going up the way that these prices are going up? I just, let's ask the viewers. Let's ask the listeners. I'm going to just speak for you. No. So the way that the prices have increased is just, it, let's just talk about it. So the first thing is magic key prices over at the Disneyland Resort have increased from fifty to one hundred and fifty dollars per pass. Um, so you have the Inspire key going up for um, fifteen hundred or almost sixteen hundred dollars to sixteen forty nine. Then you have the Belief key at almost twelve forty nine, eight forty nine for Enchanted, four ninety nine for Imagine. So the one that I see having the biggest jump is enchanted as well as believe so those two keys have gone up but guess what the blockout dates are still the same so you're kind of just paying a bit more for nothing yeah oh, it, nuts, it, man. It, it is it is a lot like it's you know it was already i have what the the believe the second one down and it mm-hmm. was already it was already what uh it took me what eight visits basically to, to sort of break even yeah and and with the reservation system that's wasn't as easy to do last year as I thought it was. I, 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 I broke even, I, I think I went nine or 10 times. So it was like, yes, it kind of made it worthwhile, but I also sort of forced myself to go that many times, you know, and it makes it order, a chore. It, it makes it a chore. It's such a chore to visit now. It's such a bummer. Um, and like, you know, we, we got knots passes cause they were $99 for the year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, sure, there's not quite the amount of polish there. There's, a, the, the, I'm not comparing them as experiences, but as like a thing to do out of the house with a bunch of friends. So few of my friends buy Disney passes anymore. And so it's it used to be like a group thing. We'd call people and go, hey, let's go. So I have one this year. I did renew. I've, I'll have it till next August. But these increases in the in the, the time I that multiple times that I've you know tried to get dates and get them blocked out. Oh, here's a perfect example. I went to book Friday, November 17th, right? Which to me is innocuous. That's the Friday before Thanksgiving week. So you're not going to mm-hmm. get a lot. In my head, I'm like, people might be traveling that day, but you may the, the park's not going to be that busy. And Saturday and Sunday were wide open still. But Friday had a cross and a line through it, not just the check through like a blackout date, but that it was gone and already. And every date around it, including the weekend, was not. And so I posted on Twitter. I'm like, what is going on? And somebody said, it's probably the Christmas special. Because the, oh. the, the the holiday special is usually filmed in the park, like the week mm-hmm. before Thanksgiving, so mm-hmm. it airs it airs over Thanksgiving, and so that would totally make sense. They would want to really control what the crowds are, and voila, there you have that artificial you know uh, throttle that they can do now that they have complete you know invisible control of things. So it just all of these things tend to make it more of a chore than it used to be. You know, I hate to be cranky, old man, get off my lawn, but it's like back in my day, you know. <laughs> no, I I totally agree. I mean, I didn't renew this year, and I, it was purely based off of the fact that like everybody that I used to go with does not have passes yeah. anymore either. Like it's yep. gotten so expensive where people are yep. like, "This is like it's 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 either car insurance or a Disney pass," and it's like I don't know. I think the government <laughs> would prefer for me to have car insurance, 
So I just think that when it comes to how the parks have been and just how much of a hassle it's become and how much of a chore, it just, it's not the same fun, spontaneous experience. And I get it. We're SoCal people. So we have a little bit of that entitlement, but at the same time, it's like, what it's, I'm just going to, it's what we were used to. Like, I, I remember like yeah. getting out of class in college and like hitting up the girls and be like, all right, are we going to go eat a boardwalk and like study for tomorrow? Like, that's what it was. Yeah. I mean, the, the, uh, that's what crazy, to, but that's what it is. It, it really was. You know, it used to be that I would, Jason and I would drive down for dinner, ride a ride and go home. And it's like, yeah. Technically, you can still do that because you can just check what reservations are that day. But it's mm-hmm. so expensive for the past that Jason doesn't have one now. So he he only gets tickets for big events when friends can come in from out of town. And we decided as a couple, well, you get yours because you go more and, and you can take people when they come in from out of town. He doesn't have to go as mm-hmm. much. But even now, next year, I'm putting doing the math in my head going, I can do six trips, about six or seven trips for the same amount of money. Um, and if not more and yeah uh, and and i'm not going to have this monthly you know payment around my neck and uh, more i can get more friends to go cuz we can say hey it's so and so's birthday let's make a, a special day for him and all go and it's like that's what we used to use it for but i think i'm going to i'm going to have to sort of spin my brain and 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 with my friends do the same like it's is not all about passes everybody having passes let's just say when can you know when can you plan to afford 200 bucks because you're basically doing that already you're just spreading it out over the cost over the length of the year you know whereas it yeah. used to feel like it used to feel like oh no no I'm, I, this is a steal and it's not at all anymore it's it's really not i think it's because the experiences have changed the vibe has changed and it's and prices have changed it feels yeah. like i'm not just paying because it, it used i feel like it was yeah like you said it was a steal like you go in and it was a place that had decent priced food and decent priced experiences yeah. and times but now it's like damn i go in and i'm spending like maybe 50 bucks that day <laughs> like you know well and max pass was was the sweet spot right now oh, now yeah. that i gotta pay now that i gotta pay 30 bucks every time on top of my pass that's just another check in the no column you know what i mean like that's the big yeah. thing is they've stripped things that used to be included out and they're charging for those things and then charging extra more for less and not in a like oh inflation like it's dramatic increases these are not three to five percent increases this is yeah it's excessive it's up there it's yeah up there. And you do get a, a pretty good discount on a lot of stuff so there is like a little bit of math there yeah. um but overall it's just we just went for the first time since july and i'm like yeah. damn oh. how m-? like that's I've been paying 150 bucks a month. Yeah. To not go, I should have just not bought the pass, squirrel away that 150 bucks right. a month and then if that's, I decided to go one time, I could right. just buy a fucking ticket. That's exactly my my mindset right now is like if I if hey, maybe if you want to go for something. You know what else? Also the 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 nighttime events which I used to be sort of against cuz I didn't want to spend over and above my pass for these things but now like gay days is so crowded I'm not going to go to it anymore but I'll go to their pride night because all my friends uh, who yeah. said that's it was a said really it was... good point because I'm mm-hmm. dying to go to Jollywood nights yeah but it's so hard to justify paying 150 bucks a month and then being like okay and now we're gonna pay five hundred dollars for the three of us to go to a four-hour event yeah um it's but if it if I had just 
do they let you in early? Yeah, you can go in early. Yeah. Yeah, you can just stay in the park. Oh, see, that's that. Yeah, that's that's even better. You know, there's another weird um, side effect of the of the the current passes for me, and that is the idea of going for a few hours or a half day is alien because I have like I have to squeeze I have to squeeze every drop out of it, and and we do you know two hours before opening to close on the last three visits. And I'm exhausted. Papa can't do this anymore at 53. And like, (laughs) especially with virtual queue, like there's no spontaneity. If you want to go to the things that make it worth going, you've got to be planning that days in advance. You got to be up at six 57. Yeah. Smashing that refresh button. And it's just not fun. (laughs) It's like, they've taken the fun out of it. It's like, there's no, like maybe this is just me as a Virgo. But there's no reason I was sitting here making a spreadsheet to figure out what I was going to eat at Jollywood. Like, <laughs> that is very like, that's you. ridiculous. That's very you. It's just, I think it's a nightmare. I think it's become just a, 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 for lack of a better term, like a clusterfuck. Like there's just so much going on. There's so much that you need to get done. There's like, there's just not enough time in the day to like have a good time at Disney. And I think that for me, that's kind of like where I've been struggling is there that lack of spontaneity, that lack of fun, that just yeah. free flow and vibe, like it's uh, just not there. No, and I actually think it's at the it's at a not a tipping point, but this is the first step towards they're gonna need to change. And and I'm not saying soon, but it's like if fans like us are saying things like this, I'm definitely not renewing next year. There is just no it's just not worth the money anymore. Yeah. So if and I've had a pass every year I could other than COVID since I was like mm-hmm. 17, 18, and the two years I lived in Orlando and I had passes there that year. So it was like, this is, has been a constant in my life. And if I'm saying, eh, it's not worth it. A part of me is goes, is that because I'm, is that my, is it just me and my age? I'm like, no, I'm a, I'm a perennial 12 year old. There's, <laughs> there's no way I wouldn't keep doing this. So, and, and, you know, and, and the fact that we can get a Knott's Universal and Six Flags pass all of them for the year, even and SeaWorld for that matter. I can add that too. And it's like less than half of what I pay yearly for Disney. And again, the, so the thing that people say, oh, but it's, you know, you can't compare them. It's a luxury product. I'm like, yes, you're right. The experience is different. It's it's not scratching the exact same itch, but it certainly is, is, is making the social component of it easier because my friends can afford those, those passes. Especially when you consider you only have a certain amount of weekends. And so, yes. like, as far as, like, what is my weekend activity this week? Yeah, yeah. Disney is not in the running. Yeah, right. As, like, the obvious choice anymore. So they're also going up in one-day and multi-day tickets, aren't they, Sarah? They are. And I feel like these are pretty insane in increases. Like Janine was saying, like, these are not just, like, little percentages where it's, like, 3 to 5%. We're seeing... Six, seven, not almost nine percent. Yeah, eleven to twelve. Eleven to twelve percent for multi-day tickets. It's pretty drastic. Um, so the most, the the more intense ones are kind of obviously at the higher tiers where you start seeing that dramatic um, increase, like from tier two to tier three. Um, tier two had like three point eight percent increase, and then tier three had like a six point nine percent increase. Right. So that just to me is insane. But the the most insane one is tier five, where it was one hundred and sixty nine dollars for the old price, and the new and improved, uh, or honestly just new, is one hundred and eighty eighty four dollars of an increase, uh, or it's it's one hundred and eighty four dollars. So to have a 
a one-day Disneyland ticket. That's not even a park hopper. That's just a regular old ticket. For you to possibly be buying that ticket for $194, that's insane. Yeah, for the day. (laughs) That's crazy. That keeps my family out of Disneyland. Like, we're going and visiting my brother, and we are not going to Disneyland. Like, I understand when people go, yes, but, you know, tickets for a Broadway show, or and that's only two hours. Like, I understand that. But you're turning Disneyland into an event like that that I do a lot less of. You know what I mean? Like... That's yeah, a once every three crazy. years thing. <laughs> right, sure. Like, I, I, I'll go see Taylor Swift once in my life, but they were 400 bucks each, so I, I didn't get them this time. Thank God it's going to be in a movie theater. But, like, you're, you're telling me that for a family of, you know, four to go to Disneyland, you're comparing it to taking them to Taylor Swift once, which they're going to do maybe once a year, a concert like that? It's just, yeah. it's it just, just insane. makes it completely exclusionary it is just for the ultra wealthy at this point it's not even like upper middle class can swing it which is that's the thing about disney is was like okay you can be like middle class and if you do your priorities disney's a good value and it's like the best thing that you can do for your family for the money and now it's like that's not available anymore it's just for super rich people I mean, the first round of these of the of these obstacles and and price hikes and the, and the reservations, all the things we hated, you know, we were all kind of like, well, let's see. And people threw money on it and did it anyway. Right. The, the Disney's like, I see it works. Um, and so that's why you're getting this now, because they're emboldened to. So I guess we have to just wait and see is, you know, is the general public going to vote with their wallet? I think there is a, an echelon of Disney fans who will spend money no matter what because it's the only thing they do right yeah um yeah but but and that's fine but disney is literally then creating an audience of people that is an echo chamber um that you're never going to really please (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. we know that we know that Mm -hmm. the the, they're those kind of fans and and i don't know i i have there's i have a lot of complex feelings about it and it's the kind of thing we just have to sort of wait and see you know and then lastly exploitation Totally, totally. But then lastly, and insult to injury, Genie Plus goes up at Disneyland. Yeah. uh, This is, (laughs) I don't even want to really talk about, but you know, we're going to talk about it. So Disneyland, (laughs) so Disneyland um, now has their their Genie Plus priced at $30 a day. That's, that's it. And it's, and they also added um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway to genie plus which i don't even really think it needed genie plus to be honest with you but you know disney's good it had virtual queue for like a week and then like they got rid of it but honestly the it's, time's a, it's a people gone, eater it's been no it longer is. than 25 minutes but it's hold on this eater. is this is where it gets extremely this is for me where it's like disney y'all y'all doing too much for me the little mermaid why is the little mermaid <laughs> that, like on what that was offensive because you know it, it, the problem with putting um, Genie Plus on rides like that, rides like Pirates, you know, these rides that are absolute people eaters if you let them do their job correctly, is it it it, it not only artificially inflates the line when the ride goes down it's a huge problem because when it comes back it up is. again, you have a few thousand people ahead of the line that wouldn't have been there. Had you just emptied the queue and told people to come back. It's 
so dumb and it and and it's to me it's the kind of thing that is adding perceived value but it is not actually adding value to people's visits at all those those rides if you the, if you took it out of that it evens out i've never had that ride be more than a 30 minute wait maybe 40 you know maybe that's maybe an hour on like july 4th and that's crazy but most weekends it's 15 to 20 minutes and now it's going to be a 45 minute wait if you don't have genie plus oh my god it's just it's ridiculous like i think 30 dollars for genie plus is just like in less than a year it's gone up about 10 dollars, and i think for it to go up till almost 50 percent, like it just it it's too much like it really is just becoming thinking about going as a family of three like yeah, yeah. that's a hundred dollars yeah so much that's yeah. a, every time we go like we're supposed to like if we really for what for the same experience we used to get for less right. money before we have to pay an extra right. hundred dollars every time and like when i factored into the eight or nine nine let's say nine visits i need to do to make my current pass sort of break even that adds 270 bucks yeah every year to that and it's like you know, yes, I go with friends and people chip in or I'll, I'll, I'll do, I'll pay for parking and they'll buy me lunch, whatever, you know, you work it out with, with friends. Sometimes other people drive and other people pay. Like it's, it's fine in, in my situation, which is mostly social, but still almost a hundred bucks for over a hundred bucks for, you know, uh, my God, for a family of four, just to, to, to do that is insane. You know, just, anyway. As a person going in, it would probably just one individual say that they're trying to have like the best time at Disney for one day. They're probably yeah. coming out like $500 less because you got to get the merch. You got to get the Genie Plus. You got to get the Oof. food. You got to pay for parking. Now in these yeah. $200 tickets for one freaking <laughs> park, like come on now. Like it's just not. Yeah. No, it's a no. It's unreasonable. It's a, it's a, that's a no for me, dog. Uh... <laughs> complete no. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's let's move on and uh, let's on, move on to a different Disney park. And this is one that you recently visited, Sarah. This would be Disneyland Resort Paris. Yes, um, I I know there's going to be some haters. I know that Disneyland Paris is a polarizing subject, but I'm not going to lie. I had a great time. I had a whole lot of fun. It was amazing weather. The cast members were fantastic. Um, I was able to go on almost, I think, yeah, I went on every single ride that I wanted to go on. Some I even went on twice. Um, (laughs) and it was truly the Disneyland experience that I have not gotten at home in a very, very long time. How much was Genie Plus? I didn't even get Genie Plus. (laughs) Do they have it? They have, they have, they have a premiere pass. They have like some, yeah. It's like individual lightning lanes though, isn't it? Or no? No, they have like a premiere pass where it's like you get, they have that as well. But I think the the option that more people are getting, it's the premiere pass where it's like you pay, I think about like a hundred bucks, a hundred euros extra, which is egregious. But um, you get to go on like every single ride with that premiere pass. Yeah. Premiere access, it's called. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, it, it is a, a lot. That's a more traditional like Universal Express, Express style. Yeah. Right, where, yeah. Where you don't have it's to like book anything, you just go. Yeah, you just go which so to me that makes more sense like honestly if genie plus was like that i would understand that i agree because it's in line with other theme parks and you can see the difference between the lot because i had um i had dos so like i was able to bypass a lot of those like a lot of the lines and you could definitely see the difference in um 
the time, the wait times. So like the times were just like a lot, uh, generally just like a lot lower than what you would see in other parks because there wasn't a lot of people. Honestly, there was nobody in the premier access line, like literally no one. So it was completely, it made, I just think that the way that they went about that makes more sense. And I just feel like the French are not going to, they're not going to give them more of their money. So like (laughs) it, it's great. I think it was just a great experience overall. However, here are some of the negatives that I felt when it came to Disneyland Paris. Um, so for me, I just feel like as someone who was coming from the city center, like main central Paris, it was a freaking nightmare. What was supposed to be like, a th- this is my fault entirely. What was supposed to be a 30 to 45 minute train ride ended up two and a half hours plus a 35 euro fine. And I was literally, no, the story is crazy. Like, okay. So I bought my, so like I bought my (laughs) ticket, right? I know the story. (laughs) Yeah. I had to tell, I had to vent to somebody y'all. I was literally (laughs) crying. So I bought my ticket and then I like go. So like, okay, I'm going to get on the train. You know, I'm doing my, you know, city girl life. Like I'm living it up. And so like, I just, I get on the train. And so I'm sitting there and I'm just looking around. I'm like, wait, this is a whole lot of farmland. And I'm just looking and I'm just like, this does not seem right. And the thing is with the station, you have to get off at a certain point because it separates, even though they don't tell you that because it tells you that it's going straight to Disneyland Paris. And so I was on the entirely different train. So like I was literally on the, I was in the countryside of France and I had no idea for like 30 minutes. Um, And so then I got fined because this really mean officer came up to me and she was just like, oh, well, you're like, she was just like, you mean like, where's your ticket? Where's your ticket? And I was just like, I, I have a ticket. Here you go. She's like, no, you're on the wrong train. And I was just like, oh, well, I have no idea where I am. I don't know where I am. <laughs> and she was just like, <laughs> I was like, can you help me? And she was just like not being helpful whatsoever. So she like literally had me open Apple Pay on my phone and tap on her card thing. And so I paid a $35 euro fine that I had no idea that I paid because I was on the wrong train. And once I got off of the train, I go, I go and ask like her and her colleagues and they're making fun of my accent. They were like, Oh, what, what, what? And I was just like, yours. Now you guys given the mean girl behavior that they're stereotyping you guys for in the U S like you guys are such assholes. I was literally, and so before they could even answer, I literally turned around and I walked away because I was like, I am not about to cuss out a French police officer and get my ass arrested. Like, I don't know. I don't want to end up in the catacombs. Um, so, so I was just like, you know what? I'm going to take it. And so I get back on the train and then I get back on the other train and I once again did the same thing. I got off on the wrong station. So I have to go back. I literally had to have somebody walk me to Disneyland Paris because I could not do it anymore. Like, I was literally having a whole crisis. Oh. And that goes to the park. Oh. But, you know, we made it. We made it. We, it's a learning experience. Um, so then I got to the park. And Walt Disney Studios, first of all, why is that park as big as my hand? It is so tiny. It, so small. It's very tiny. And it's it was smaller. Like, when it first opened, it, was, it wasn't even a half day. It was like, a, it was like two hours, right? Yeah. That park opened. It was ridiculous what that park opened with. So it's um, extremely ridiculous. And what a trashy yeah. setup for Toy Story Land. What is that? Like, I'm <laughs> just going to be so honest. Like, what are we doing over there? It is so tiny. Like, it just was not, it was giving carnival. It was a fair ride experience. It was not cute how, how whatsoever those, to me. How about those temporary buildings over Main Street? Those like, like temporary <laughs> structures. It's crazy. It's They're a, like, te- 
they're like tents with with they have like permanent facades but the roofs are like yeah. temporary to keep costs down like it's the place was all done on the cheap 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 and you can tell but i would say that they're like the entrance into walt disney studios like it was it was pretty like it was cool like it was a really cool indoor entrance like i really thought it was it was beautiful all the neon lights but i feel like you can't really do neon wrong so it was just <laughs> it was really cool right. <laughs> but then like in terms of the rides i would say that the rides were really fun i really loved their version of tower um it's pretty scary but it was really great and um in terms of their avengers campus it looks just like ours um nothing really major their shows were like we've said this before their shows are in french so i was just really just standing there had no idea what was going on (laughs) had my (laughs) had my beware our guests in the wild which is such a cool experience that was a good one that was a good one yeah that was that was an interesting one um and then how was how was flight force yeah i was just gonna say that so flight force was it was it was fun like it was not it was very dark once you're like in the ride like there's not much to see it's really it's really really dark at at least in like um what is it called over at hollywood studios it's missing me rocket rocket rock and roller coaster yeah rock and roller coaster so at least a rock and roller coaster like the music is great it's a fun time you're jamming like even if you don't really see much but for a flight force nothing it just it I mean, was, you, there's projections there's like projections and stuff though right or did you just not be able to see him really well? I, I didn't really see that i didn't see anything that well in there it was going so fast i was like oh my god um, yeah. but yeah like it just was not but the but the iron man animatronic was just super super cool yeah. um i did find it a little bit jarring that he was speaking in french and then you had um this like uh captain marvel come on and you're just like she's like in english and being all cool and then you have the french yeah. iron man that's Very a that's a that's a, a thing they do a lot at those parks where two different yeah. characters will back and forth in English and French. And what's happening is they're basically saying the same thing. But one person mm. asks a question, the second one ask uh reminds themselves of the question and answers it in French, and then the English yeah. speaker says, Oh, there's your answer and says it again. So it's like it's a way to get the stuff across to everybody. When it's done well, it's actually really clever, but it can be a little clunky too. Yeah, it wasn't horrible. It was just like, it, like I said, it was just, again, you know, the American yeah. exceptionalism peeking through. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was it was overall just a really good, um, it was fun. But what I found to be very interesting in the park overall was just like the vibe of the park. It didn't have that same feel of Disney fans. It was just people that were coming because it was right there next to Paris or it was just other, like a lot of people, a lot of British people. Because obviously yeah. it was the park that was closest to them, but it still yeah. did not have that fan feel. There wasn't really excitement, that general ex- excitement that you feel within the park. I just didn't really feel that, um, and it was just yeah. They, have, just a, a little they have a very different fandom. They have, it's not the same fandom as here or Japan at all. Um, yeah, no. It, it, there are there are some diehard fans there. It's just not quite as widespread. Yeah, no, like it really wasn't. And even like people, like I didn't see a bunch of people wearing the merch. Like it just was not that much. Um, so it just things, it's like little differences that you start to notice. But it wasn't, again, it wasn't like insane. But moving on to the proper Disneyland Paris park, it no. was beautiful as a park. I loved Adventureland and Frontierland. I thought that they were yeah. just so great. I loved yeah. the kind of like Skull Island area next to Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, there were so many little caverns there that you can kind of like peek in through. And it was just the feel of that area was just very, very fun. And then the um, Swiss Family 
the Robinson family treehouse or whatever that they had there was also just really great. Yeah. Um, so what I really loved about the park was that there were so many nooks and crannies that you can kind of just like get into and like peek through and like a lot of different things that you could see, but I feel like we don't really have anymore because of the crowds and, you know, everything is now either a ride or like a food experience or something, but it just like having a lot more of those like experiences that you could just like walk through. I don't, I, I think it was really great and just really fun. Yeah. Um, their pirates was really cool as well because you know they have the extra drop, but it was yeah. like a little mini drop. It wasn't that insane, it, like insane. Well, um, and it's like an explosion that sends you down it too, which is yeah, yeah. Um, and then their Phantom Manor, I believe it's called, like their haunted mansion. Thing. <laughs> it was just oh my god, I was scared for my life, you guys. Like that haunted mansion is scary. It's like, creepy. It, it's very creepy. It, it's very creepy and they have like the so the bride is the main focus on in this version so it's like her kind of popping up here and there you're just like oh my god like i was already scared of her over there so she was just great um and i also love i love the ending where you go underground in the western town you see all the cowboy skeletons it's really weird and the third act of that one is just bonkers it's very very weird and what, what what's his name um it's not it's like their version of the hatbox ghost like Oh, the, I think he's just Le Fantôme. I think is his name. Yeah, something like that. But he's yeah. like when you're kind of, when when the ride is almost ending, like there's a, like you said the cowboy section. He's at yeah. the end of it, and he's just yeah. sitting there like maniacally laughing, and it is so creepy. It's it's insanely yeah, yeah. creepy. Like somebody it's go to get watch it to fit the... into frontier. It, it's to get into yeah. fit, it fits in Frontierland better that way, you know. I did notice that there was a lot of love put into that section of the park, like the whole cowboy section yeah. of Frontierland. Like there was a whole lot put into there. Um, but I would say my overall favorite part of the like entire park was definitely um, Tomorrowland there or Discoveryland or whatever that they call it. Discoveryland, yeah. It was just yeah. yeah, it was just stunning. Like I have, I love it. Like I love the whole steampunk theme. Um, I thought it was just very beautiful. Their hyperspace mountain. 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. Like it was just oh, so, wow. so great. Like okay. I wanted to write it again, but it broke down, obviously, you know, typical. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was just really, really fun. And um, they also had Halloween decorations up and their Halloween parade was just really cute and just so much fun. If you guys want to see that, it's on Twitter. Um, yeah, it did was you, just, it was just did, a great. Did you do yeah. Big Thunder? I did do Big Thunder. My obviously, hello, my favorite ride. I loved Big Thunder. It was just that little, you know, when you go under the water. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah, cool. cool. I did it during the it's day and I did it at night. All on an island. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it just it's so different. And so it's like the same but different. I, I would say it's I would honestly say it's better than ours. And I know that's hot, like sacrilegious, hot, but yes. it was great. No, no, I I one hundred percent agree with you. And my hot take is um it, as far as the environments and the organization of the lands and the character of all the lands, it's it is the superior castle park of all the Disney castle parks. It is my favorite I, of the mm-hmm. castle parks. I would agree. I think it was just it, it was just a lot more fun. Like there was just so much more to see, and like like you said, the organization just made sense. Like it was just a great time. I actually think also that like like when you the original to me the original Disneyland is so charming because it was mm-hmm. the first one and its scale is charming. And then when they went to Florida, it all got really big. Like main street is not yeah. dollhouse scale anymore. It's all real size. It's yeah. all very impressive, but it's really big to me. Uh, uh, Paris, Disney Paris felt like the, a, a pendulum swing to correct back towards charm. Right. Because you know, European fairy tales are, are where all of this stuff started. So 
it, it feels to me like they made it, they made a conscious effort to make it not too big and feel and have that sort of charm element that Disneyland has. It's really lovely. I totally agree. It's like a happy medium. And just the how beautiful the park looks during the daytime is just I the all the flowers, the entrance, that big pink cat like um hotel in the very front, like as you're yeah. walking in, it's just it's beautiful. And the fountains, like it's a really it's a truly beautiful park. And I just wish that there was maybe like a little bit more effort and a little bit more put into it as the years have gone on, but you know, I, I think it, it could have been something like truly like amazing and great and would have definitely been on the caliber of something like um, Disneyland Tokyo or Tokyo Disney. Well, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they were Disney was not majority majority owner. Remember, and they bought it mm-hmm. all. They bought it back, what, eight, 10 years ago. So the big expansions you're seeing of the studio, the Adventures Campus, all those are the first baby steps towards, you know, Disney deciding that they need to spend more money on on the place because the original ownership was really really um uh very conservative basically and 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 it and that and you're right that's the criticism it got for years was like why no new stuff um uh you know the the wear and tear was and, and maintenance wasn't great but last time i went was 2017 and it was looking mm-hmm. pretty good. That's it's it's it is a fun park, and and it's it's one that fans, I think, uh, North American fans, not so much overlook, but they sort of it's overshadowed by yeah. Tokyo. Like they all their 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 dream park, their white whale is. Oh my god, I want to go to Tokyo Disneyland someday. And I, mean, I and a lot of times I say no no no, do Paris first, do Paris before you do Tokyo, and as a matter of fact, do Hong Kong before you do Tokyo, because those mm. two those two are really very different than the U.S. Castle parks but are very singular and unique in their, in their own way. Yeah, no, they were, it was amazing. And I think my overall favorite thing at Disneyland Paris was the Mickey and the magician show. I had such a great time. It was so much fun and the magic was just so great. I just, I really just couldn't have asked for like a better show and the food was just fantastic. Amazing. Disneyland Paris I, I'm a, I, I know, like I said, it's it's crazy. It's polarizing, but I, I loved it. I had a great no. and you know, I'm a hater. I am I a hater. I talk <laughs> shit. So like if I like something, you know, it's good. So yeah, it was just I, amazing. Don't, I, I don't think it's polarizing at all. And it is. It, and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it's my favorite Disney park, I think. But I think when I look at the castle parks together and what a Disney castle park means in terms of its organization and the overall aspiration of the castle in the middle of the park and what that represents emotionally in the story and what each of the lands mm-hmm. represent around that um easily my favorite one is 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 paris and my second favorite one is actually not even disneyland it's shanghai and then disneyland california Ooh, just because it's the okay. original yeah i know hot take but um it's it's like disney shanghai does the the weird hat trick of it's as big and huge and a people eater like Florida's Magic Kingdom, but it manages to be interesting and charming and, and weird in the way that Disney Paris is, because um, it's not slavish to the to the original Disneyland or original Magic Kingdom. Anyway, I'm so glad you went. I'm so glad you went. It is uh, it is such a lovely park. Now we got to get you back to Europe to see Efteling. That's the that's the your next homework is in the, uh, okay. in, the in the Netherlands to go to Efteling. It's like my favorite. <laughs> Uh, outside the U.S., it's my favorite non-Disney, non-universal park. It's absolutely weird and awesome and charming and and, Euro- and very European um, and cool. I, I uh, don't even know how to spell that, Dave. I, I'm going to be so for <laughs> I was trying to look it up. <laughs> Efteling, E-F-T, 
E-L-I-N-G, E-L-E-N-G, Efteling. Um, yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just asking that for the fans so that they could look it up later. <laughs> I totally look it up. That, so go, go look <laughs> it up. It is, it is a, it is a weird and wonderful park. It's, it's all based on European folk tales and fairy tales, but they're the Dutch versions, which are a little bit different than the ones we know. So they're a little weirder. They're a little hornier. Um, <gasps> it's, it's, <laughs> it's a very, it's a very weird park, but, but lovely too. Like really beautiful. Anyway, uh, speaking of beautiful parks. Not to toot my own horn. Not to toot Dave, my own Dave, you better too. Too too. Dave, like that was. I'm telling you. Oh my god. I let's just clap for Dave for a second because this park, <laughs> this park, Dave. Like I'm not. Even, I'm not even just smoke, blowing smoke up your ass. Like it is truly. I had the time of my motherfucking life. Like it was Yay. amazing. It was amazing. I like what you said. I liked what you said. Sarah was texting us, uh, uh, texting <laughs> me at like it was like one in the morning, and I still happened to be up. So we were texting back and yeah. forth, and we were telling her where to go and what to do. And everybody else woke up to like forty or fifty text messages. <laughs> no, no, Victoria said I it was one hundred and thirty-seven. It was like thirty-seven. Three thirty in the morning for me, and my phone is lighting up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> do y'all not go on do not disturb like victoria do not disturb victoria mode y'all not, yeah. not on the weekends <laughs> oh my phone is always on do not disturb i do not like people. i know i gotta hit victoria with the send anyway sometimes like yeah right right <laughs> I, I loved i loved what you said in that in that text you said something like dave totally ate when it came to this park and i'm like no yay he, i'm one, I'm one of the cool kids now i ate no I'm telling you, Dave put his whole foot in that park. Like, I'm <laughs> telling you guys, like, I was literally like, okay, I was born in the city, right? But like, Dave, me leaving and Dave coming in made it 10 times better. Like, I really thought that the fans were going to be upset that I was gone. But like, Dave really just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> and it, uh, on behalf of the hundreds of thousands and, and thousands of people that I worked with on thank you very much. Because I'm, uh, it's one of those things where not a lot of my non-industry friends have gone to see it. It's not mm-hmm. close to here. And so I've had a handful of people go and it just makes me very happy to hear what they have to, think, have to say. So what do you think? I, like I said, I thought it was amazing. It was fantastic. Like it was such a great and fun time. Like I, it felt like my childhood because I didn't necessarily grow up with Disney. I grew up with Warner brothers. So like, I remember like staying up at, and Dave, you probably know this channel, like NBC three, like I was literally on yep. that 24 seven. Like I was watching space tune. Like, you know, we had, I remember 12, like as soon as midnight would hit, you would get that weird black hole vibe. I don't know what was going on with that, but it would like mean that you had to go to sleep. <laughs> But yeah. right before that, I remember it was like marathons of Tom and Jerry, Looney Tunes, like just be- like everything. And it was just so much fun being back in that world. It just brought back so many memories. And I like I literally was like tearing up. Like it was such a fun cool. experience. Oh my I gosh, can I only imagine right Sarah because I think back to the Warner Brothers stores that used to be oh around God. and how they yeah. had the little like tube thing that kids could go in and push buttons and it, you, you'd push like marvin the martian and he would be like it's an interplanetary rumor <laughs> yeah. like, i would weep to get to see that right now yeah <laughs> and so like, they get was... to like go to a whole park would be yeah gobsmacking oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, 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 mm-hmm. 
I mean, just from a, from a design standpoint, myself and and the entire team, like we grew up with, with the same way that you guys did, and 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 so because Warner Brothers had never done a fully immersive park before, um, you know, they'd done stuff at the Six Flags parks, but they'd never done something sort of this level and scope and budget. And the other thing is, we were freed from the constraints of this has to be a a, a park about movies and movie yeah. production the history of the studio because that means nothing to anybody over there the whole you mm-hmm. know studio lot and water tower and behind the scenes nobody cares so it it sort of freed us up to do the things that make made us happy as kids so <laughs> that park was entirely you know there are so many in jokes and not to us but i mean to the brands and in jokes and easter eggs because we wanted stuff that would make us laugh you know um yeah what was your favorite what was your favorite land let's start there oh i would definitely say cartoon junction for me, that was my favorite land um, because it had Tom and Jerry. It had Annie Mayhem, Scooby-Doo. I like I literally have my notes app. Like I was as like I was live like I like I was live texting you guys. I was writing in the notes app um, for me, Tom and Jerry <laughs> Swiss cheese. Like it was the, the Swiss cheese spin. The, the design of that ride, even though it's like it's very simple in concept, if you think about it. But because it was just like a, a cat and mouse, obviously it's a cat and mouse ride. Um, so it was just like going down the thing, but it was just like having it spit, like you're in these like cheese blocks. That's what you're in essentially, like these cheese block cars and you're spinning around as you're going down the coaster and it's just so much fun. And the music it's is basically, so much fun. It's basically the same ride vehicles as like primeval world, basically. It was yeah, the, uh, it's, it's a spinning yeah. coaster, but they look like big wheels of cheese, which was a lot of fun to design. Um, the queue is my favorite with part. Olives of that one. on it. The queue yes. is the so queue. cool. The olives the are the, are the so headrests cool. behind you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's... <laughs> the queue was just like super, super because it looks like it was literally just like straight out of the cartoons, where like Tom and Jerry are running through the house and everything is in chaos. Where you have, I don't even know how you guys did that table where it's like it looks like it's literally almost fall. It looks like it's in motion. The house looks in motion, <laughs> but it's still. And it did not make sense to me. And it was just like so cool. Just like seeing like, I don't know. It just, I felt like I was in the cartoons again. And I was like, where's Tom? Like, where's Jerry? Like, where are they at? And you then, you, when, then you walk into the pantry of the kitchen and we do this trick where the the slats, the the the, the lathe of the drywall, like mm-hmm. you go through a hole and it's all at human scale, but it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So all of a sudden yeah. you're at Jerry scale and everything inside the walls is like his home and his little workshop. And he's making these plans to steal the cheese and take it all upstairs to the attic, to his cheese bank. And that's the theme of the coaster. But, and it's crazy because I still remember his home. Like, I remember the exact cartoon that it was yeah. out of. And it was, like, straight out of that. Like, yeah. it, it was just super, super cool. But, I um, and, like, moving on to Scooby-Doo Museum of Mysteries, that was such a fun ride. It literally felt like you said, like, it was a mini episode. Um, <laughs> it wasn't even a mini. It was a pretty decent, like, length ride. Um, and... I feel like the one thing for me, it was it was a trackless. I did think it was really cool that there was a lot of trackless rides. Um, but the one thing for me was that I felt like I wish that the animatronics had a bit more movement. Um, but again, it, yeah, they're very, it they're was simple. still... They're very simple, but, they're, but they look great. So it's like, the, I can't even complain about that. Um, and then Any Mayhem was, I know, I know, I know, Dave, that's your favorite. And it was just amazing. It was the best <laughs> shooting arcade ride that i have ever been on i literally almost dropped my phone because i'm so excited it was i hate okay i'm again i do not like toy story mania i think it's a whole lot of work it's not fun i don't see the laser i don't i, ne- I never win 
I'm always a loser. So like, that's why I don't like it. But when it came to Anime Ham, like it was so interactive. Like you could, like, if you like shoot one little thing, it would like pop up out of nowhere and it would just like be something. I don't want to spoil the ride or anything. That's why I'm being very vague. But it would just like, so cool how interactive and how like there was so many little details that you would have to ride the ride multiple times in order for you to like yeah, get every single little goal. thing that was the goal yeah. was pack, pack it so dense did the uh, how did the projections look they looked great i okay, think they good. looked really good good um okay. so because the projections that's for the i would say in gotham city were not my they they could be better but like they but in oh, in, in ba- batman batman night flight yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew exactly what I was talking about. So it's just like yeah, yeah. there, it could have, yeah, it could have been great. But just <laughs> Anime Ham was so much, the queue, my favorite queue. So many inside jokes, so much fun. The entrance inside, like I love the 50s, like TV kind of like vibe yeah. of it all. It was just super so, fun. So you know how, how we got to that, this, there's a great story about this. Like it's easy to say, okay, you're going to make a cartoon town. Right. Okay. But how, mm-hmm. the, 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 the discipline of design is like, how do you get to that town? Right. And when you look at all the cartoons, cause we had to mash up Looney Tunes, but also Hanna-Barbera and also um, mm-hmm. uh, Tom and Jerry and which are all yeah. from different, basically different eras and things. So cartoon junction is actually like this route 66 road that goes through multiple towns and the small town it starts in is where all the Looney Tunes got their start. And, and so there's a vaudeville theater right by, called the bugs and Daffy theater. And that's where they started their vaudeville show. And there's an interactive mm-hmm. character show there. And we thought, well, so as the town grew, like the stores were Elmer Fudd as a hardware store. Right. But it all, but if you look at the Scooby mansion in the corner, the Scooby mansion is like the old spooky house on the side of town. We said yeah. that would have, that was like the rail baron who like established the town in this <laughs> and right. And then, and then it grew and became this, this sort of suburban town. And then it becomes an industry town. Like what big industry planted there? Of course, Acme, right? So there it becomes this factory off on the side of town and this whole complex there, which is where Animayhem is. So there's the, there's a design logic to why that town exists. It's not just funny cartoon buildings, you know, and then Animayhem in particular like on one side of the Acme campus is the big brick, uh, you know, factory building warehouse that you've seen in like Roger Rabbit and everything. Right. And it's mm-hmm. filled with spinny rides. That's like our kids area. It's like place play equipment and smaller rides. But yeah. we, we, we said, well, Acme probably got to a point where it really exploded when they started making, you know, rockets, gates and anvils and shipping them all over the world. So they would have had an R and D department. So the Animayhem ride you went on is like the R and D department across the way like the newer building it it looks it looks like a 1950s building not not a 1930s brick you know factory um Mm -hmm. and and the so the inside of that we're like we asked the warner brothers what does do you have any reference from any of the cartoons or anything about the business of acme and they don't other than the products and the label like acme as a place was always Mm -hmm. kind of secret and they said okay come up with an idea for what that looks like and so the team sort of put our heads together and we came up with what we, what we called Looney Tunes plus Mad Men, right? <laughs> you so, know, that's a perfect description. So the lobby of that is all Looney Tunes plus Mad Men. My favorite is, did you notice that there's a big, a bunch of shelves that are awards and they're all empty and they've got like cobwebs yeah. on them. There's like two of them yeah. on there. Yeah. Um, and, and so 
what's great about all that they the warner brothers loved all the stuff we came up with we've made a timeline of acme history and it's all got jokes in it we came mm-hmm. up with department names all this funny stuff all of that stuff is now technically canon because they really really loved it that's so cool you know so so you know it's a yeah it's a feather in our cap for the whole team to be like we created a part of looney tunes history that is that's going to matter right <laughs> that never it's, it never existed before so it makes me happy that you liked it um, it was it was a great time. Like I know I keep using the words amazing, fun, and cool, but like that's literally <laughs> it was just it, I that's literally all I can say. And it, it was just really cool. Like uh, like the things that you sent me, it made it kind of fun. It was like a little scavenger hunt. I was like, oh, I'm gonna go. Yeah. I got to go on this ride all over again just to like find the thing that he was talking about. And yeah. it just it it made it that much more like just like, a th- really fun experience. There were three things I kept sending her photos of things to go look at. One of them was. Um, along the the Cartoon Junction Main Street, where it's um, Fud Hardware, Daffy Snacks, which is like a, 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 um, a candy store, and then the mm-hmm. Hair Salon, H A R E, and it's 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 a it's a, they're all just shops, but it's decorated to look like a beauty salon. So it's all these 1950s hair dryers and, and the kind you sit in and put over your head and stuff. But they're not actual props; they're all sculpted cartoon props. Like we made yeah. everything there, and we decided there's a big window display there, and we said, well, let's make this basically all of bugs's wigs and so it's kind of, if you think about it we never really put it this way but after it opened i thought about it and i went wait a minute we put a drag reference at a park in the middle east so you're mm-hmm. welcome um, yes <laughs> um, you guys were amazing for that like it, it just for me what was so like cool to see because i feel like this is something that i have not seen in a very long time out of theme parks is all those little references, all those little yeah. details, like the the quality, Dave, like of the park was just so great. Like right. it was such a like everything. Honestly, if you, like you're saying you left, it, I don't know, like 2018, 2019, it probably looks the exact same as when Good. you opened it that, that day. That makes me happy. It, that makes me happy. It, it's literally no chips. The paint looks brand new. Everything is oh, shiny, sparkling, and clean. Like that's what happens with an indoor park, right? It's you don't get the same yeah. wear and tear as the. The, uh, it, I also sent her photos of so of clean. A, I sent her photos of a prop case in the Scooby Q because my husband Jason came over um, for the last week before it opened and for opening day, and uh, I said bring something that we could put somewhere in one of the queues. And he said, "Which one?" I said, "Well, Scooby's the most eclectic because it's like this museum of mysteries." And he brought this really cool mask that I think was from Mexico that his parents gave him back in like the seventies. That was, uh, and then like a, 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 an old camera, the kind of that you look down on the top of like an old Brownie camera that I had that I was like my dad's. And I just put it on a shelf because it was a fun looking prop, but it'd been in our home for 20 years. And so he brought both of those and I took a picture of both of us and printed it and put it inside the camera. And on the back of the mask, I wrote D, uh, uh, DC plus JH, Dave Cobb plus Jason Abbott in a little heart on the back of the mask. Mm-hmm. And we put it inside that prop cabinet. So no one can see it, but it's like the thing that we can say, there's a little piece of us in there that, uh, you know, that you don't get to do that a lot in parks. And, and yeah. we, we fortunately had, had, a, had leeway to do that. The other one that I love is I told you about the, in Gotham, there's a building that's got a, um, a gargoyle broken off like the head there's gargoyles ever on, on one of the buildings there's a bunch of gargoyles on it and one of the heads is broken off well if you, across the street from that is the exit retail shop for the batman ride which is called a, uh the uh park row pawn shop like a, so it's a pawn shop and it's like a, the story of the pawn shop is like all the decorations on the walls the non-purchasable stuff that decorates the store 
is stuff that the pawn shop owner found around the streets and alleys of Gotham. So it's like Riddler's cane, uh, mm-hmm. a, a, a bunch of batarangs, um, you know, some Joker bombs, like things he's found after battles have concluded. He puts them here down to sell. And one of the things for sale is a gargoyle head. And it's the one that broke off from across the street. So it's like there are little Easter eggs there that are not obvious. But if you look for them, it like it, we tried to make sure that the environments made sense and tied together. It's it's definitely not a one day park. Like you got to go no. time and time and time yeah. again they to do get great every season, they get, single. Yeah, they do great season pass business there, by the way. They do great mm-hmm. season pass business there. Yeah. Um, it was just, there's, there's so much to see. And like I said, it was, you basically created a scavenger hunt for me. Like I could have been there (laughs) forever if you would have said more. And it was just, it was so much. I was like when I finally woke up at like five 30 or six in the morning, cause I was doing a yard sale. I had like 127 unread text messages from you guys. (laughs) I'm sorry. And I sat there and I read them and I was like, jamming my elbow into my fiance who and was like look look the gargoyle look the gargoyle's head is in the pawn shop and he's like what the fuck (laughs) but i was just like ecstatic i was ecstatic i got like no sleep it was way too early but it was like the best hit of dopamine to be like dave was just like sending her all these like easter eggs like hey go find this go find this and then she'd find it and i'd wake uh, it was just a delight to wake up to so one of the other things there is um one of my other favorite little details is there's a store on uh on the on the route 66 cartoon route 66 that goes through what's called um dynamite gulch which is where Mm -hmm. Uh, Wiley Coyote and Runner Runner, you, you went on the fun little Fast and Furry Us uh, roller coaster, yeah. which which people think we're joking about Universal. That's not true. We're joking about the first name of the very first Wiley Coyote cartoon is called Fast and Furry Us. Wow. So, yeah, not it's not a Universal joke. It's a it's a it's a Looney Tunes joke. Um, and that that's got an onboard soundtrack that's all custom. It makes it really fun. But across the street from that is a gift shop, and it's Yosemite Sam's. And one of you, it's Yosemite Sam's service station. So it's an old tin roof building, and it's all rusted, mm-hmm. and 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 it's and it's um it's called Yosemite Sam's Root and Toot and Gas. So I got a fart <laughs> joke in the part too, which makes me very happy. Um, uh, it's it's covered in like tin signs of like oil and gas and tires, but we can't use real ones. So we made them all up to be in the Acme world. So we had a design meeting where we we're all coming up with ideas and it's like, you know, Acme oil and, and um, uh, uh, one of them, a couple of them are named after like uh, uh, Yosemite Sam's cursing. One of them is like dang flapping coolant, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And, and, and somebody blurted out in the design meeting, Hey, wouldn't it be fun if he had like a neon sign that he stole from another service station that closed down the road or just stole outright. I said, yeah, that's funny. And then somebody said, yeah, like a, like the mobile Pegasus and a light bulb went off. There is a very famous uh, horse in Looney Tunes. Um, She's the big fat pony that uh, bugs rides in on during what's opera doc. And it's based on, on grain from Norse mythology. It's what Valkyrie rides in on. um, uh, um, And, she's this delightful chubby pony and so i said to one of my art directors i'm like can you draw her but as a pegasus like put wings on her but tiny little wings on her back and make it a neon sign like the mobile sign and he sketched it up and came back to me a few hours later and i went that's it there's our neon sign and so we put it in and it's like it's so it's not in the cartoon world but it's inspired by it and so 
what happened was I, at, when I came home from the park, I'm like, I need to, I need a tattoo. I need a tattoo to commemorate. I worked in that park for 10 years and I need something on my body to commemorate it, but I don't want to be a walking billboard for the Warner brothers company. I don't want bugs, bunny or Batman or something dumb like that. And so I went, Oh my God, I'm going to have that fat pony neon sign. And he's on my leg. She is on my leg. Um, I'll, 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 I'll post it in response to the, this week's episode on, on Twitter. Um, but uh, uh, it's it's it, it's it's a, a, a memorable piece of artwork because it was a perfect example of how collaborative these projects are. Right. There was a group of us in a room. We're all brilliant designers. We're all Looney Tunes fans. And we're sort of digging deep to make fun details to fill out the reality of this place. And it happened so organically. And it's one of the funniest, stupidest little details in the park. It's beautiful, though. The neon sign. It's, just it's great. great. It really is. Yeah. 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 Like there's so many, like I said, there's so many details, so many different things that you can see. And I wish that I would have, I don't know, like I wish that I would have spent more time or like maybe gone another day because it's, <laughs> it's, there, you could just feel like, yeah, like you could just feel though, like the labor of lo- like all the love that you guys put into the part, like, you could really see it. And I, and I think it's just like someone who like really loves just like Warner Brothers in general, like, I'm so glad that these characters and these cartoons that we all grew up with are getting put on display in this way and are, and are really loved by the people. Like Dave, the, the people that are visiting the park, like they all have such a great time. Like they come out of the rides true. Like these kids are so happy. Like this park is like, it's truly for everybody. Like literally for everybody, like little kids are happy. happy. Like it just, it's so much fun. And I I just had such a great time like geeking out with you like while we were tech. I'm sorry that I kept you up all night, but so, star, I, sorry, not sorry. Like re- no, really, because you literally gave me uh, you basically gave me a tour. Like you gave me like a really like special access into like some into something that I would have never really been able to to do. And and like like all the just I just loved all the details. The restaurants were so cute. Like the stores, the food's were so pretty cute. great just, too. The, food's the food good. was really good. Like yeah. speaking of impossible burgers, I had an impossible burger and it was fantastic. Like it was, it was an impossible truffle burger, which hello, truffle fries in a theme nice. park. Yeah. Like that's great. Um, but yeah, super fun, super great. And if you guys want to see like the full list of ratings that I had, um, it'll also be posted under this week's episode. And it was just really cool recreating oh. the photos that he sent over. So I'll post those under there too. You, you know, it's funny. I have a giant, album of photos that i took there i've never posted them all i'd like i it was one of those things where i got home and i'm like i'll get to it eventually i'll post something and then even over COVID, i'm like i should sit down and edit through those photos nothing i i i, I will probably get to like an album of three or four hundred photos at a certain point but uh, i'll you know what at this point i'll wait for the next anniversary we just had our fifth anniversary so i'll wait till 10 <laughs> um Ooh. But I, I love that you that you mentioned how much the guests love it, because that's one of the things that that you never, you know, in, in a foreign park, you never really mm. know what people's connections are to the brands. The one they know the least about is the Flintstones, but it's it still rates very high. They still love it. Um, the, yeah. The, the, the highest rated uh, IP that went into the park was actually Tom and Jerry. And I and yeah. when I when I found that out, it was because it made such sense. They're like, first of all, it's been it's been. um uh, on TV and syndication on ev- in every city in the world since the fifties. And it doesn't mm-hmm. require translation because there's no talking in it. Right. Yeah. So it, it works wherever it plays. And and I have a great story about 
that ride. I was st- standing outside while I was still there and we we're doing sort of touch up and programming and punch list stuff. And people are in the park and, and Tom and Jerry, the costume characters are out in front of the ride taking pictures. So there's a lot of people. And there's these two guys that are probably about probably your age um, who and, and, and they were just chumming along waiting to get a picture. And they're watching other people get their picture taken with Tom and Jerry who were like posing and being all friendly. And they, they look at each other and they're like, wait a minute, why are they friends? They should not be friends. And, I'm, <laughs> and I, and I hear him and I go, Oh my God, he's right. And I pull over the character manager and I said, when's their next break? And he said like 10 minutes. I said, okay, meet me backstage. So we go backstage, performers take their heads off and we talk about it. And I said, this is what the guy said. And they both sort of smacked their forehead going, of course, hang on, we'll work up some business. And so they did. And when they went back into the park, they were frenemies. They were like back to back, arms crossed, looking at each other like (laughs) harumph and like pushing each other and trying to push others out of the way to get a better picture with a kid. And, 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 and those guys were like the first group to get that, that treatment. Oh, nice. And you could see them like, ah, yeah, this is what we want. And it was like, that's, you know, those are the kind of things that you can't do until you start seeing the guests interact with stuff um because and i've said this before there's a part in all of these projects when it's not yours anymore right and that was Mm -hmm. then and it's it's rough it's not easy to do but um you go from being the most important person in the building to being the the security guards going wait who are you do you still have your badge you know um (laughs) and and you get over it but my favorite my for me it's not that it's the emotional moment of watching a guest uh own it and and the moment happened pretty soon for me. And that was on my very last day. I'm literally walking around the park one last time before I go to the airport. And I see this group of, uh, of, of ladies and they're all probably in their 20s, maybe early 30s. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, because it's Abu Dhabi, it's like every culture and language spoken amongst these probably 20 or 30 girls, um, uh, some Emiratis and some from elsewhere. And but and some and uh, some of them were in um, full abaya and head and headscarf mm-hmm. and all of that. But they all all of them had bunny ears on, had Bugs Bunny ears because we sell them <laughs> in the park like Mickey ears. And they had them on like literally over their abaya, which was the most charming thing ever. Yeah. And, and and I and they're all taking selfies because they had just bought them, and so they're all taking selfies and laughing and having a great time. And um, I offer, I said, do you, can I get a photo of you? And they said, sure. And they hand me their phone, and I take a photo, and they cheese, and they do the selfie thing, and and I hand the phone back, and when I do, I say, um, I really, really love your ears. They're really adorable. And this lady looks at me like almost with tears in her eyes, and she goes, they make me so happy. <laughs> oh. and I, and I start crying and I walk away like, they're like, what was that about? Yeah, right. right exactly. <laughs> right. I freaked them out a little because I was like, you're welcome. We'll see you later. And I walk away. But that's the moment where you realize, right, this is this is so not mine and nor should it be right. This is theirs now. And that's a that's a that's a, a, a that's a blessing for me to get those moments. I don't get those all the time. And and for it to happen literally on my last day away at the airport was just poetic and, and lovely. And, and and I love that people there love it. It's that was the goal, right? This is not my friends go, why haven't we seen ads for this in, in the US? And it's like, well, it's it's not for you. It's, <laughs> it's it's for this tourist area that they've built that is a you know a two to four hour um, flight from a millions and millions of populace um, and, and, and in the Muslim speaking world and, and Europe and Southeast Asia. Um, and, and it's, and it's for them. And it's, 
so it, it makes me happy that it's found an audience there and, and, and that you recognize that. And uh, what we'll also post as well, you mentioned like the ride, riding through the rides. I'll post a link to my YouTube page because I have been collecting videos that I find online. And shout out to, by the way, Attractions 360, which is a, a great YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, they're they, great. They did coverage uh, of basically opening week and recorded everything in really, really high def 4K. And there's so there's some really good ride throughs of all the ride that'll give you a sense of uh, a sense of all of them. So, yay. But if you I'm can so try to visit. Yeah. Like if you guys if anybody has ever thought of wanting to visit, like, please do. Like, it, it's such a great time and it's such a fun experience. And you'll really just yes, Island in general. I think it's it's really on the up and up and it just looks great. That's- that's um, the location it's based on, by the way. It's called Yas, yeah. Y-A-S, which all of my art directors and I were like, Yas Island. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why it's called Yas Island, but you know, it is know. what it is. It is what um, it is. But, you know, Dave, I, just kind of like cl- closing everything out. It, this was such a full circle moment because I can't believe that two almost two years ago, we met here at this podcast and you had been and I was I'd never met anybody that had been to Abu Dhabi let alone live there (laughs) so like to have met you and to know that you lived there and to have you create this amazing amazing place that was such a a great tribute to like my childhood here and all the things that I was able to experience it just I I, like I literally like I literally walked in like almost started crying because it was just like like it's a it's such a full circle moment and I'm so glad that I was able to meet you and I could only like hope that I'm able to maybe do a tenth of what you have done in in your career so far because what you have done is just i love you guys you guys are so fantastic (laughs) so talented so amazing i love i love you guys great i love you guys and you know that was a a career defining project absolutely and not just for me but for all of my colleagues because i i had i was just really blessed to have an unbelievably talented team and to give you an idea like this was not disney universal style production we didn't have that kind of money for the team right they spent a lot of money on the park but if this park had been built in the u.s or europe it would have been it would have cost three times as much right um and 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 we built as far as the thinkwell team as far as the creative team the basically the imagineers if you want to not the companies that build it not the construction but the 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 the, the concept and, and creative development we built we designed this entire park designed and built this entire park with the size of of a team of the team size that universal or disney would have on one attraction like wow. it was yeah it was a skeleton crew putting this park together. So there's a lot of blood, sweat and tears in there, but we were, you know, it's, 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 it's how you work. And when you work in theater, you get to that point in the last stretch where everybody's like running on no sleep and coffee and cigarettes. And, but you still want it to be good because you're there and you can see it and smell it and taste it and feel it. And so this is, was probably the most dedicated team uh, I had ever worked with lots of young talent, lots of people who had worked on site for the first time. Um, and, and it's such a small team that everybody wore a zillion hats and we all had to like think fast rabbit and, and come up with solutions for things. And, 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 it, and, it, and the fact that it shows still makes me deliriously happy. And if people wonder, yeah, it's a long flight to get to Abu Dhabi, but it's not expensive. Like if you want to go to Yas Island for a week and see, this park and SeaWorld and Waterworld, which is the this, the water park and Ferrari mm-hmm. Park, and see the beaches and, and stay at one of the cool hotels. It's not very expensive. <laughs> it's actually not it, at all. 
it's really not. And you'll get a bit, let, let me just tell you, you'll get a better, much better experience of what you're getting at the Disney parks right now. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. I think so. I think you're it right. It really is. I like, think you're right. I kid you not. Like, I had such a, <laughs> I tweeted about this, but there was this ride operator. The ride operators there, oh my God, they're so fine. They're so cute. <laughs> they're so hot. Like, you will, if you just want to go there alone, just for that. Like, I went on a ride three times just to see the same ride operator. Man, oh, yeah. still not, they kept flirting with me, but still never gave me his number. Oh, if you're yeah. listening to this, sir, Abdullah, sir. I know your name. Sir. You better send, send me the number. Send me your number. Oh, but, anyways. I, I- I, I yeah, there's a lot of fine dudes there walking around there so was a fine. lot of fun. So <laughs> fine. But anyways, that's you know that just that was a plus for me alone. Awesome. Well, I'm I'm tickled you went and then we're gonna hear more from you because you're going to SeaWorld Abu Dhabi as well. Yes. So, yes. So, so we'll, I'll we'll hear about that next yeah. time. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So now we're on to the 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 Disney park industry stuff. Um so uh, the first one, Disney issues a subpoena for former Reedy Creek administrator John Class in a lawsuit with DeSantis's oversight district. So this is a little bit of Disney lashing back again. Yes. Um, what is and what is this? So this is a case. This is the the ethics. Uh, the um, This is the, the they want a replacement for this guy. Right. Is that is that what this is about, Janine? If you remember. Uh, he was removed as the administrator. And oh then, yeah, they they hired some other guy who was like an ethics commission chair, and then like yeah, the ethics right. commission was like, "You cannot do both. You've got to give up one of these." Um, and he gave up being ethics commission chair. Um, I guess he was like given a one year contract to serve as special advisor to the district, but then uh, they just boot him at, booted him out. I don't know what kind of package he got or if they're whatever. Um, but they're asking for a ton of stuff. Yeah, they're asking for documents. Basically, they want the receipts <laughs> from yeah. the time when he was working there. Yeah, and yeah, so Disney's basically like, show us the show us the receipts for all this, and it's a lot. It's all these all the stuff they developed um, during 2022 and 2023 when DeSantis was sort of after them. So now they're saying basically it's a witch hunt and it's a mm-hmm. you know it's a fishing expedition and, and it's tantamount to harassment. Oh, blah fuck blah off. blah. I mean, fuck off whatever disney can still they're just disney's doing what disney does which is like all right you want to play you want to play legal we're gonna play legal we're gonna throw we've got, we've got attorneys on retainer like and, yeah we're paying them either way so, we're paying them either way we got time we're the, yeah the place we're not moving anything in orlando it's all staying here we got time so they're gonna yep. just throw money and lawyers at this and and yeah play, you know but good for good for disney i guess uh we'll we'll see what happens but uh, uh you know fuck the santa's fucking fascist i left Amen. a pause I, le- I left a pause there so he can put in fucking fascists so um <laughs> if he didn't fucking, fucking fascist, fascist. Yeah. Um, oh wait that's good yeah <laughs> i've i've uh i've actually cosplayed as the dude for halloween once to so just get a big you know a big knit robe nice. and a coffee mug and you know <laughs> whatever man um so next one, this is a this is one I don't quite understand. Disney and TikTok are partnering on something, right? They said they're announcing a first of its kind content hub. Um, so it's a, 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 a it's it's basically a channel on TikTok is what it sounds like, right? Yeah, it's pretty much like a channel, like for four weeks where they're gonna um have you like do certain tasks that are Disney related to collect like specialty cards and. Huh x y and z but it's only for four weeks so it's temporary i mean 
I've done it and it it's a good idea, but I mean Yeah. It's a it's thing. like it's like a little gamified piece of of, uh, of getting your eyeballs onto TikTok, but looking at Disney for ten minutes a day. Pretty much, because like it's like past like open Disney Plus app or like like. It's I mean, they already evident. have all the Disney playlists are on there. Like t- the fact that TikTok's become a music platform is it blows my mind a little bit. It really is. Um, so so this is it seems like an extension of that, you know, for the hundredth. Sure. I'm looking at. I'm actually looking at one of the videos now, and it's like. Yeah, okay. So it's a it's a promotional channel, but it's also like here are the things you can do and then reshare and stitch and and retweet and do all of that. Um so all right, T- good for good for Disney, good for TikTok. TikTok is going to take over the world. So I TikTok's going to turn into that everything app that like um the ones in in China and Japan are like Line and is it WeChat? Yeah, WeChat where it's like it's your um it's everything. It's your it's your pay it's your excuse me it's your your bank account it's your your train ticket it's all of that stuff um all I, right, I don't think it's on. gonna i think it already is it like, kind of is yeah it is yeah, yeah. it's yeah. kind of scary <laughs> <laughs> and 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 owned by the chinese too right so they're all spineless uh, whatever we, hi faves. They, they see me walking around in, in in my underwear at home because i'm looking at tiktok whatever hi guys <laughs> nice to nice to see you I hope no you shame. love the view. I hope you love the view. I have no shame. Um, <laughs> so, did you uh, did you all listen to that wish title song from Ariana Debose? Because I am obsessed. Yeah, I did. Ten yeah. out of ten. 10 out of, ten out of ten. First of all, my motherfucking Ariana Debose can do no wrong. Like I adore her with all of my heart. I am such a fan of Schmigadoon and everything else she's done. <laughs> and she, she's just a delight. And I love her voice so much, but this song slaps. It hits every note for me in terms of that. I need a, it's the, I want song. It's the, it's the classic Disney. I want yeah. song, you know, what does she say? So I look at the, the, I look up at the stars to guide me and throw caution to every warning sign. If knowing what it could be is what drives me. Then let me be the first to stand in line. Oh, I love that lyric. Oh, I love that lyric. <laughs> like, I can't wait for this movie. I yeah. cannot wait. If you guys, everybody complaining on Twitter about how there's so many live actions, live actions, like go watch. Go if, I don't throw see your that, money at box this. Office, yes. Yeah. Yep. Like, go, go stand in that line. Go, go throw, your, throw your money at this. And go see it multiple times if it's good. <laughs> Let them know that we want this because I don't want a remake of this in three years because that's what they're going to do, you know? <laughs> <sighs> Look, it's going to be fantastic. Go ahead and check it, it out. Um, so beautiful. It really, Yeah, it really is. And I, 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 really? there were people sort of slamming the, 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 the level of CGI and the mix of CGI and 2D. And I, I, I don't know what they're talking about. It looked, every frame looked beautiful to me. Yeah. It really doesn't. It has like it's a perfect mixture of the the past and the, yeah. and the present, like in the future. Yeah. Like it's just it's such a modern take on animation, and I think it's it, it's fantastic. Me, it's super unique. It reminds me of like a children's book illustration, like yes. the most yes. beautiful oh, yeah. children's yes. book yes. illustration. Yes, yes. And I love that. That's great. yeah. That's it. Like you said, that's great. Yeah, and that's a really good analogy for it. It's got this sort of painterly quality to it. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's, it's lovely. So did you all watch that um, Once Upon a Studio yet? I am a bad fan because I have not yet. But um, <laughs> I've seen stills and seen all the chatter about it. What's the, what's the deal? 
Oh, it was beautifully done in my opinion. It was it was so great. And like I'm just gonna say as a Robin Hood stan, we loved that little cameo that he had. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was just great. I absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> oh wow. Oh my gosh. Well, it's the it's the hundredth anniversary short that they made that literally has like every character. Um, not Pixar, just straight dis- every straight every wow. Disney character they've ever done um, are is in this short, and evidently it's funny and all the feels and very nostalgic. Oh, I saw um, like a still from that. There's a couple of there's a mm-hmm. couple of uh, I think there was a couple of characters that didn't make it that people are like complaining about, but um, yeah, there was very there was a few in there I didn't expect to see, which was really refreshing. And I'm like that they were all in their original animated styles. Jo- Joanna from Joanna from Rescuers Down Under is in there, which makes me happy. Joanna, the, the lizard, the, yeah. the little uh, monitor lizard or whatever she is. Oh, um, I love her with stealing the eggs. Yeah, it's yeah. My, one of my favorite Disney scenes. It's so good. Um, all right. Well, that's on my that's on my watch list for now. Yeah, I'll uh, get to it eventually. I guess. Yeah, we'll, t- just, we'll, we'll talk. I just moved. We'll leave, it, we'll, we'll leave it on the list. Oh yeah, you just moved, right? I just moved. I'm going oh. to a wedding next weekend. I have to make a Halloween costume, and then it's my wedding. And then it's your wedding. You got yeah. a busy couple of weeks, girl. Yeah, it's a miracle I'm here. It's a. <laughs> well, we'll leave it on the list. Let's leave it on the list, and we'll talk about it again with Nathan next week. Yeah. Um, moving on to Universal. Janine, yeah, so uh, horror horror news, yeah, so um, Universal Horror Unleashed is announced. Um, Universal is making its first ever year round horror experience in Las Vegas. Um, I think we talked about this at some point a while back. Um, I know uh, Permit Princess Alicia Stella, I think she was following, she was following this, I think. Um, I don't know that all we know is the name Horror Unleashed Las Vegas. No, that's yeah. It's they, there. There was another tweet I saw that had a, had some concept art, and it just not not nothing inside. It was just like the big building outside, and it's not in the same building as Area 15. Area 15 actually has a big expansion area behind it, so it looks like they're adding more food and retail and shops and sort of a promenade. And there's a, this giant building that Horror Unleashed is in, so. I'm very excited to see what it becomes. I'm a huge fan of what Michael Aiello and all the team down there do. Um, so hopefully it will be banging and cl- closer to home for me. So um, oh, yeah. then, 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 jump for you. then Horror Nights Orlando. Horror Nights Hollywood, it's fine. I love you, John Murdy, but it's so crowded. Like they oversell it. And it's, I think the mazes are all great, but I went this year and it was like, oh, it's just, it's a chore because they sell it. So they pack it so tight, mm. but but creatively, it's good stuff. Uh, what else do we got from Universal? Universal Orlando news. Yeah, so Universal Orlando was granted a special development and tax district. Um, it's called the Shingle Creek Transit and Utility Community Development District. Um, it uh, has like a commuter rail linking Orlando International and I Drive to Epic Universe. Um, it uh, encompasses the new park, Epic Universe. Um, it looks like they're getting $174 million from Orange County uh, for improvements to the future Epic Boulevard. Um, the, I guess the bulk of the investment is going towards the train that connects the airport to the theme park, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, um, I, I, Disney cannot be happy about that. 
Well, I mean, I just find it interesting because, I mean, it's kind of similar to, I don't know, it just seems weird that, like, they have no issues as a special district doing this, but Disney doesn't, and it just seems like the only reason it is is because Universal didn't really say anything about the Don't Say Gay thing. It's actually because (laughs) this was granted by the county, and Disney's was from the state. Oh, so the county over can can override DeSantis. Like, well, so it's not even that like, they over, like they're just getting... able to make their own deals, basically. Yeah, right, right. Whereas right, yeah. the Disney deal was through the state. But just a train going from the airport right to the convention center slash Epic Universe. Oh my god! Like yeah. if they if they turn that into a travel hub where you can go there and then you know shuttles to your airport or whatever. Hell yeah. yes, that's yeah. that's my god! They're literally dropping people at, at Universal's front door. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and then uh, de- out here on the West Coast. Yeah, we, we got. Uh, yeah, we got details. The uh, Fast and Furious coaster um, details were revealed. Um, I guess uh, Hollywood Studios or Disney Universal Studios Hollywood, Jesus Christ, um, did some sound tests and yeah. blasted some roller coaster sounds to assuage some of its neighbors yeah um but uh looks like it's at the former site of animal actors and it's going to go up and down the hill um uh looks like two trains that hold 16 people each and ride vehicles have 360 degree rotation yeah um it looks cool um i know a certain 10 year old who would (laughs) absolutely love that the layout looks like um velocicoaster light to me it's got some similar elements just not quite as big and not as many launches um but this concept art is weird like there's this hook that just kind of has like multiple cars spinning on it and then the track just disappears i think that's the sign that's like a showpiece i think that's the sign like the hook sign but that's the highest part of the ride so i'm like it's weird well over the last like six or eight months uh maybe even a year i i've been to the park a couple of times and they had speakers set up all over the hills blasting roller coaster screams and roller coaster <laughs> chain lift noises and all that stuff for months and months and months and wow. months. Wow. Um, well, so, based on what I remember of it, I can kind of see because like those houses are fairly close. Well, well you have, right, if you look on Google Earth, you have a giant golf course um, right, right, right there. It's like a and huge then, golf course, like right huge there. Huge golf course. And then all those residential houses. Right. And then what the actual lake of Toluca Lake is back there. And we're talking, this is multi-million dollars. These are very expensive NIMBYs, right? Um, <laughs> when, when, they are. When I worked there, they used to complain about the noise coming from inside the King Kong building. Wow. That they can hear him roaring because it goes across that, that, that uh, um, golf course, right? But it's, it's, you know, maybe on a clear day, maybe when the wind's blowing a certain way, I don't know. It's just, it, they were a pain in the studio's butt for the longest time. So when I heard this was happening, I'm like, oh, they hired real good people to figure this out for them. And I think the turning vehicles are actually part of the solution that on certain turns, certain moves, they're going to point you away from that direction so that you went, your screams point the other way basically they're oh, wow. they're using they're using right and they're they're adding sound mitigation to some of the uh, some of the coaster track areas they're filling the track with uh, with um basically it's this rubber filler that dampens it they're doing a lot to and and when you look at the numbers they actually sent out a document if you search online there's a there's a document uh, uh that shows what they sent out to the community and like here's the data 
and the data in terms of noise is like less than the freeway. <laughs> it's 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 nothing. So they they've they've done their homework. They hired very good acoustic people. They did they laid out a case for it. Um, the the neighbors are still going to complain. They're going to still going to complain that they have yeah. They're going to gonna complain regardless. Regardless, so, I mean, they're doing their due diligence at least. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Some of the some of the big turns have big half pipe shields like they have on um, in credit coaster uh, at DCA, like they enclose those. And that was done for the same reason. So that you, the, sc- the screams don't go to the uh, neighboring hotels, but I'm excited for a coaster like this in my backyard. That's literally an eight minute drive from my front door. So I'm, I'm excited nice. for, to see what it's like, but um, I've been burned by fast and furious before. I'll believe that. It's <laughs> true. That, ooh, yeah. The, the less we speak about that, the better. Um, so now we are on to um, uh, another segment. We are going to our favorite segment called Beware Our Guest. All right. So this week we actually have nothing too horrific. Um, it's certainly no Jizzatui. Um, but. Uh, We've got our Wait, first what did you one. Call it? Wait, go back. What, what did you call it? Jizzatui. Ratatouille. That's, the what, people... that's what we call it now? Yeah, well, I, I'm accept. I'll allow it. <laughs> the court has ruled. Spankatui. Oh, Splugatui. No. Splugatui. <laughs> we are so unserious. I don't even think we should give him more. Yeah. Yeah. Can, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I guess uh, Buzz Lightyear went down and someone just decided to hop out of the vehicle when they weren't supposed to and walk around on the sets and they got kicked out. Um, that's pretty much the long and the short of it. And um, Oh, and when you watch the video, he's not getting out just to walk around and get out early because he's impatient he's literally like running he's running around and yeah he knows he's not supposed to be doing that Uh, he left his bag in the in the the, vehicle though which is what a dope um so yeah that's that one's the least offensive i mean don't do that but uh it's certainly not the next story which is uh i guess a large group of people Somehow it's always people wearing matching shirts was standing in the walkway outside the uh, Mad Tea Party in Disneyland and someone asked them to move and they were like, you got to go around us. But there was not really actually any way to go around them. And somehow it ended up in a full on brawl because that's worth that sort of thing. Um, So, yeah, there's just a video of these two families just wailing on each other. Um, children watching in fantasy land though like in, in fantasy yeah. land in front in of the front giant of the whale gent- in front of the gentlest you know you know slowest yeah. ride in the park yeah um the the one thing i will say though i like i watched the video like because i feel like whenever it comes to these fighting videos you never really see who threw the first punch but it was like clear that it got physical because a man ended up pushing one of the teenage oh. girls away from the other teenage girl. So he pushed. So it was, he was the one that pushed her first. And then the other guy came and then he was like defending the other girl. So that's how it became a physical altercation. It was not just, Oh, it, it was one person who, who threw the first shot. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that's what it dudes, was. It, don't shove teenage girls. Don't be a shithead. Like, 
come on. Ugh. I mean, you shouldn't shove, so you shouldn't shove anybody, like, but ugh, that's just egregious. Yeah. Lord. It's just, it, the whole thing should just, like you said, it should, it's fantasy land. It should not be happening there whatsoever. <laughs> so wh- why are we Someday. Because people are paying $10 million dollars to go to these parks and they expect them to be perfect. Yeah. And they find out that it's miserable. Yeah. I have a song for it. Someday yeah. my fists will come. <laughs> Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, it's time for uh, we've got a, a, another fine entry, uh, computerized um, bit of loveliness from the Astuter Computer Haikuder. That's why I'm a router for me computer. Everybody needs a friend. <laughs> all right, computer, uh, can you please write me a haiku? about our episode today uh maybe about the about the price hikes and um uh, maybe about the fast and furious how about that disney's grand world price soars but thrill prevails fast fast and furious that that was deep that, that was really deep. hit me that was good thank you thank you I, yeah. thank you Mr. computer that was good that was fantastic so little said but so much, so much. <laughs> <laughs> the food's terrible but the portions are huge you know? <laughs> yeah um, Wow, this is a barn burner, you guys. This, this is a long one, but we got some. We had some heady topics in there. I'm glad we we got to talk some about some of that stuff. Um, as always, uh, don't forget to go to bit.ly rat pride. That's where you can get some really cool merch that we've come up. All proceeds go to the Trevor Project. Uh, rat Castle is produced by Nathan Hartman. Um, please subscribe and tell all of your friends. Write us a note uh uh or or buy some merch again at, at bit.ly slash ratcastle or rat pride um and uh you can send us notes in the mailbag tell us what you think of the show ask us any questions um sing us a song write us your own hi- oh write us your own poem like based on the on on the on an episode <laughs> we haven't done that i want to start doing that like a call to action to fans honestly okay. i'm gonna do this if you send in a rat castle poem i will send you a rat castle sticker there we Ooh. go. There Amazing. we go. There we go. So uh, that's a new, we're going <laughs> to, Nathan, we've got a new segment. Um, <laughs> Nathan was like, how fan, many segments do fan, we have? Fan <laughs> created poems. Uh, and we'll have to come up with a name for like rat related, like rat droppings or something. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, no, we love you so all. We love, you all. And we love your poop. So please send us some. Um, with that, <laughs> with that being said, Please grab your belongings and exit to the left. Will you stop this foolishness? What foolishness would you like to see? Will you get out of here? Ah!